have I let you down? Has my creepy loner cachet taken a nosedive? You can make it up to me with that coffee. Save that assumption for after you've tasted it. He led her back into the cottage and they pushed off their boots inside the rear door. Mary took a seat at the little kitchen table, thinking there was no more intriguing creature on earth than this strange man, making her coffee in his wool socks. So much for this crush being a side effect of the crypto or a head injury. She was perfectly conscious and rested now, and, if anything, her attraction had gotten worse. You really ought to reserve those feelings until you know what on earth sent this man fleeing civilized society to play Davy Crockett. True, and with Rob more candid this afternoon than she'd yet seen him, it seemed their coffee date might be the perfect opportunity to do some gentle prying. Once the fire was stoked and the kettle filled, they moved the table and its chair to the den area, and Mary took the rocker. So, she said, drawing her knees to her chest. So, I've met Rob, the weird survivalist loner, and... Rob, the secret archer, and Rob, the nice guy who's making me coffee and who slept on his floor so I could steal his bed. Ever hopeless with compliments, he turned his attention to his hands. What was Rob from back in England like? He frowned. Sort of a miserable git. Being a businessman didn't suit you, I take it? I can't say it did, though I was good at it, at least to start. You said you had a few businesses. What kinds? He wiggled a pair of fingers and met her gaze. Two bars. I opened them with my best mate from university. Oh, okay. I was trying to picture you in a boardroom or someplace, but that makes a little more sense. What sort of bars? Trendy? The first was your typical British corner pub, already established. We bought it when the owner retired. Kept it pretty much as it had been, plus basic improvements to get some younger clientele in the door. He spoke mainly to the window, with only an occasional glance at Mary. It did well. We used the first couple years' profits to open a second one. Emphasis on the cocktails and a bunch of upscale starters. My mate's pet project, bit posh for my taste. He was onto something, though. That one did even better than the pub. Sounds like an awfully social pursuit for a man who's exiled himself to the top of a lonely Scottish hill. Ah, uh, him. He stared off at the mountains, blue eyes somber in the cool, waning light. I was going through the motions, I think, playing it being whoever that man was, the one who opened those places. She nodded. She'd done the same, played the part of the chatty, happy, chubby girl the non-threatening life of the party, who'd always lend you a shoulder to cry on, posed no danger of boyfriend theft. I think lots of us spend our twenties trying on personas, she offered. Rob's brows rose and he met her eyes squarely. I know I got myself jammed in a rut, trying to be everybody's best friend, she said, trying to make everyone happy. By the time I was thirty, I was like, Jesus, if I charged these people for all the therapy I doled out, I'd be a millionaire by now. He smiled. And the thing is, her eyes narrowed as she made the discovery. I bet they didn't even want to be happy. I bet they just wanted an audience for their misery.
Speaking as a former barman, I can tell you that's an exceedingly sure bet. The kettle began its low wail, and Rob rose to make the coffee. Mary watched as he spooned grounds into a mesh filter and started the first cup. Sugar, he asked, looking up quick enough to catch her staring. No, just black, thanks. After a couple minutes steeping, he knocked the grounds into the trash tub and carried the mugs over. She admired his fingers, wrapped around the handles, graceful, manly things. They matched the rest of him, that body with its spare breed of muscularity, not a pound of excess. God, she envied people like that, people whose bodies made it look so effortless, bodies that understood food as fuel and exercise as a function.